0: Hey guys welcome back to a date with kate i'm here today with robin she is one of the people uh, a storyteller from the untimely dead podcast and she's awesome so we're gonna ask her some questions and just find out a little bit about her so we'll get started here so robin how's it going
1: um it's going <laughs> i'm an essential worker so i work a lot other than that everything's just sitting around waiting for COVID to go away.
0: <laughs> right. Huh, yep, that's that's the life.
1: <laughs> yep. I'm,
0: I'm an essential worker too, so that's what I've been doing. I'm it's a blessing
1: be... and a curse, to be right. honest.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, Robin. So you are the storyteller for Untimely Dead, and you guys use Wraith the Oblivion system, right? Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Wraith is a white wolf game part of the World of Darkness setting and it's a d10 system so instead of rolling d20s for everything you would roll uh, several d10 and um, it's really interesting because the character sheets are really really simplified and instead of doing math and adding numbers uh, the amount of dots you have next to each skill or rank and things like that is how many dice you would roll so it it sounds a little more complicated but it's super easy to play um the minimized like math issue is really good because it leaves a whole lot of room for role play instead of all of the dice and semantics and mechanics and things like that so but it's a lot of fun
0: people counting on their fingers like what's 17 plus eight all that
1: stuff or when you get the high levels and it's like, I have 17 and then my modifier is 17, but I get bonuses from a hundred other things. Right. <laughs> uh, like, so there's
0: none of that that goes no. on?
1: Um, Not really. So I think the most confusing thing to deal with is uh, in some of the older World of Darkness games, there's um, different dice pools for things. I hate dice pools and I always write them out and like change the rules. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs>
0: Sounds pretty fun. And how did you uh get into the tabletop tabletop RPGs?
1: So when I was a kid I loved video games. I'm a gamer. If you can't tell by all the <laughs> crap, I'm surrounded by my entire bookshelf of D and D stuff. Yes. Um I've been <laughs> a gamer since I could like <laughs> breathe, basically. Uh my dad my mom and dad had an Atari. Okay. So yeah. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> um I've had almost every single game system that's ever come out since then. Nice. Uh yeah, I don't have VR. I'm not really a fan of getting up and tripping over myself, so. <laughs> but when I was a teenager, I had a next-door neighbor who played D&D and I was an artist and I would sit out in my mom's hammock and I would either read or like draw or paint or whatever. And um basically, he hopped over the fence one day and was like, hey, I have this book I think you'd really like if you're into gaming and you're into all of that fantasy stuff. I see you drawing a lot. So take this. And he handed me a D&D 3.5 monster manual. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And he's like, yeah, I thought you'd really like the artwork and all of the fantasy monsters and you could like redraw them. And I was like, wow, this is really neat. Can I borrow it? And he let me keep it. So then i start going through it and i ended up drawing some of the pictures and i think the first thing i ever drew out of there was the water nymph um i ended up falling in love with a lot of the like weird monsters like gorgons and uh and all of the you know spider creatures they're really cool i'm a fan of the insects and stuff but that book got me into D D because then i was like this is from a game That I've heard about, but I don't know anybody that plays, but I want to play it so bad because this monster manual is really interesting and I want to fight these things. This is so cool, (laughs) but I didn't actually end up playing until I was 19 or 20 and I had moved to Maryland from where I lived in North Carolina. And uh, if you know anything about living in the country parts of states, you don't really have many nerdy people like you to choose from, so...
0: Accurate. Yeah, but
1: once I moved here, um, a bunch of older guys taught me how to play D&D and got me my first set of dice and everything like that. And then I just fell down the hill. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's nope. like, oh, I've played D&D before. I can DM that. Tumble, tumble, fall. <laughs> and then it just, like, you end up grabbing one of the most complicated games ever created, so much so that people didn't buy it and they cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> And then being like, I'm going to run that for a podcast, and here I am.
0: It's a a very nice slope. I wouldn't say slippery, because I think that has a negative connotation to it.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's slippery. It's slippery. (laughs) You get excited, and then you fall down it, and then you want to play everything, every single one you can get your hands on. It's true.
0: (laughs) Speaking of which, uh, we were talking to you about scheduling, and you have a lot going on. (laughs) What other games are you involved in?
1: (laughs) So, um... The pod itself is the game I was running, um, and I say was for a reason. We kind of took a hiatus because things with COVID and being an essential worker, everything got really hectic and it was really uh, frustrating all the time. So it was harder for me to make time to edit and stay really focused. Well, then Mitch took up GMing, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> And now we're playing a whole other system called Monsters and Other Childish Things. Okay. And it's kind of like Monster of the Week. Nice. It's like similar to that sort of deal, or um, if you've ever played Masks, it's kind of similar to that. Uh, But it's really interesting, and um, I think we're all rolling D10s for everything, but it plays similarly. So that's really fun. I'm in that game. I have a home game that I'm part of on Saturday nights where my friend Dante runs and I play a paladin sorcerer uh, of the Raven Queen and all of my magic is shadow magic. So that's really fun. Um, That's wonderful. I found this really cool item called the far gear and it made me nearly unstoppable. So (laughs) (laughs) that's a thing. It's super exciting. And um gosh uh our friend alex giordano that does a bunch of the art for hlp and surrounding podcasts he uh he runs a strange aeons game on tuesdays and we stream that sometimes um i was trying to start a game of werewolf wild west but we don't have enough players yet i'm being kind of selective about like who we're gonna play because i if all my games fizzle out and everyone becomes interested in other things so i never get to dm like the full story and i'm super excited because everyone that wants to play this seems really serious so nice and then i'm gonna be involved with that it's a lot <laughs> that is a lot <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> So would you rather um, be a storyteller, DM, or uh, a character,
1: like a player? I would so much rather be a player. I only started DMing because I get these wild ideas, and then I'm like, oh, that would be such a fun game. But then I'm also the person that's like, I have this wild idea, and I don't trust anyone to execute it properly, so I gotta do it. (laughs) And then I stress myself out about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's my life story interesting
0: (laughs) i can relate (laughs) (laughs) Um, what's your favorite class to play oh
1: gosh (laughs) you know it used to be rogue because i loved the sneak attack and hide and uh i'm the person who likes to stay really far away and really well hidden and snipe people from a distance um i always made a really good scout but then i kind of I decided to start playing at our local store uh, when they opened up a year ago. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to go sorcerer. I've played druids. I've played um, played a birthright game where I was a druid. And then I played a normal homebrew game where I was a... In fact, my first, my first D&D character, uh, she was a priestess of Vecna and she was a drow. And she had like an entire whole life story that I made up but yeah it was really intense um i'd have to say though that i really started to fall for like bards and sorcerers um i like to i like sorcerers a lot because they're really cool glass cannons you can just stand back eventually you can be pretty much unstoppable but you just explode things so great (laughs) but also bard because i like to be the smooth talker of the party I'm not good at it by any means. Robin herself (laughs) is terrible at smooth talking.
0: (laughs) That's the joy of uh, playing in a role-playing game, though. You can be something that you're not.
1: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) I also like that I can just be like, oh, you guys are going to fight stuff. I'm going to stand over here and play a song. Yep. It's wonderful. You guys feel great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because of my music, you're welcome.
1: Yep. (laughs) Yep. I hope you feel inspired. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Uh, In
0: the first episode of podcast for the Untimely Dead, uh, you say it's your first time editing. So how was that journey, learning to edit and being able to put the content out there?
1: So it took me a week and a half to edit my first episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's not bad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was so bad. Um, In the first several episodes, there's a whole lot of... uh, me being really awkward there's there were a whole lot of spaces um let's see let's pick apart my own podcast this is gonna be fun (laughs) so the the first episode we had a problem with discord because we record in discord and um sometimes the discord sensitivity settings will cut you off before you're finished talking oh um if you get too quiet it won't pick you up or It'll be like, oh, we're gonna truncate the silence for you and it'll cut you off. And I'm like, oh no. So throughout almost the entire first episode, uh, some of our sentences end mid-last word. Or like you don't hear the last word. But you can, if you listen, you can catch everything going on. And it was so
0: bad. Context clues. It's all good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it uh, it was insane. And then the second episode... I think I accidentally recorded that one through a webcam mic, so I sounded like I was in a tuna can the whole time, and trying to edit that and fix it was a nightmare. I ended up just leaving it the way it was and being like, I really hope people keep listening to just get past this mess that I'm creating. Um, Then we get to episode three, and I'm absolutely trash drunk the whole time. And I have a lisp. <laughs> and um, that was when I finally bought my mic. I got the uh, Yeti caster. Nice. So it hangs over, yeah, it, if you can see it like hangs over my PC nice. in front of me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> That was the first episode where I kind of started to sound decent, but um, we actually spent that weekend, my fiancé and I, we spent it in Baltimore in a hotel room, and I dropped like almost two grand that weekend just so we could go around and do stuff, and I bought my mic and set it up in the hotel room, and I didn't really know how everything worked yet, so like, he's like coughing and talking and watching TV. (laughs) Episode four, we lost the whole episode. What? three hours oh that's heartbreaking we yeah we we lost the entire episode so what we did is um um what we did is I wrote something and then I picked like a solemn music to kind of present the narrative and I had one of my characters um I just kind of did a recap of where we left off and then everyone made it to their destination the journey up was kind of rocky but um, once they made it to their destination what we did is a recap of one of the players journals so we had uh chris write chris takes really funny notes uh and some of them don't make a lot of sense some of them are just really funny like in one episode he was like, oh yeah we went here and we yeeted this off of a building Like, so I made him read his notes as a (laughs) journal entry, like his character sitting down writing in his journal while getting his bearings before bed and then it pans over to something else and as one of the players falls asleep we go into this dream sequence that I wrote and uh, it's super sad and kind of really messed up but it gives you like a background on uh, our NPC that went missing later and oh, um yeah, so that was a really fun time, and it was a really cool way to like get more serious with things and that 's when the editing got more serious too. It was like, hey, we didn 't have any audio issues recording this backup episode for episode four. Everything sounds great. This is my idea, and I was so excited. I added in all this music that I found that was obviously free of use, and I have linked it under the episodes. Um, But when I finished it and listened to it, I was like, mind blown by how much the editing had changed so drastically. And I was like, okay, this is going to be really fun. This is exciting. And we're going to go from here. So then I started uh, just looking for music clips and things like that and saving them. And uh I use audacity because I'm poor. Super easy. Um so once I got used to using audacity, I would like keep several windows open and I'm dragging clips of music from here and then I'm like I should search sound effects. So I started paying for this um I pay for I think it's called Production Crate okay. and uh you can find it at like soundscrate.com or whatever. And if you pay for an annual membership you can download as many sound effects and songs and things like that as you want, just indefinitely. Nice. Um, and you have access to it even after you cancel, cause it's already on your computer. It's just, you pay for it so you can have the unlimited downloads and you get updates when they make new stuff. And they also do like video production things, so I was like, "This is going to be super helpful. I've got a thousand of like each sound effect that I've ever looked up. it's so obnoxious on my computer. <laughs> in fact, it keeps warning me that I don't have enough memory now <laughs> <laughs> that's uh That's kind of how it went and you can probably tell later in some episodes where I've gotten like a little bit of lazy on the editing. I'll put in mu- like all the background music, but some of the stuff you your sound effects are just going to be like annoying in there because it's a lot of RP and not a lot of action. Right. So some of the episodes are just super easy to deal with because it'll be like two of the players spend an episode kind of getting to know each other. So you just put some like meaningful music and stuff in there and like let it go.
0: You put let it. It go. got a whole
1: lot easier. I can edit a few hour episode in like maybe an hour, hour and a half. Nice. Yeah, it's not too bad now.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. At all. <laughs> It's definitely a journey though
1: yeah oh god it was a nightmare I had um I had Aaron Willems from the uh the Roaring Trainers podcast he he, he got in discord chat with me to explain to me how to even use audacity in the first place because I had no idea what I was doing oh it was bad
0: our first episodes were pretty rough on editing too,
1: so. <laughs> I'm just really glad for all of the podcast community because all of the groups we're all part of, they're all super helpful mm-hmm. and I can get in literally any one of them and be like, oh, hey, uh, I need help doing this and about 10 people will jump on it and be like, oh, sorry, like, hey, we can fix that.
0: <laughs> it's wonderful. Potter and family.
1: Yeah, they're super great. <laughs>
0: Do you have any uh, words of advice for anyone starting a podcast or just getting into the realm of TTRPGs?
1: Yes. <laughs> Don't be like I'm gonna start a podcast and then just do it. Don't. <laughs> um, do lots of preparation. Uh, take notes. Um, make sure if you're running the podcast, you are prepared for like running a full campaign game. Take notes. But don't take like super detailed notes. Um, your players are probably going to go like wild off like yonder beyond your even game if you're homebrewing. Um, which I love. Like a lot of my stuff is on the fly. But it's also uh you're gonna need to take your own notes because if you make a bunch of crap up on the fly, you're gonna have to listen to your past episodes to remember all the shit you made up. <laughs> That's a bad yeah. idea. <laughs> um I don't know, just be prepared. There's so many things you gotta do. Make sure you have the equipment for sound. Make sure that you have the specs to record and edit and you know produce. Make sure that you know you have like time because you need the time to mm-hmm. learn and grow and continue to make your podcast and stuff better. And the content. Oh my god. Put out so much content and give yourself a buffer. Uh because if you let yourself catch up and then you're, like, recording and releasing and recording and releasing and recording and the releasing, if life happens, you have nothing to give, like, your fans. Like, obviously, like, we took, like, a mild hiatus. And now we have, like, a huge buffer because we have the whole last of the second season to get, like, up to the finale but the first year was really rough and we're still recording things even through COVID and not releasing. So just give yourself that time and do not give up no matter what, because you're going to get to a situation where everything's stressful and you're like, oh my God, I have to release this episode tomorrow. Just breathe. And if you have to wait a day, like wait that day, (laughs) it's fine. Don't push yourself. You'll make mistakes and then you'll regret it later. I don't know. That's, like, all I've got. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it all out on my own.
0: I mean, those are great words of advice.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Also, ask your part, ask your uh, crew for help because I made it most of the year by myself. Like, we record, but I've been editing everything. I've been running the social medias. I had been, you know, doing everything and controlling all of the places we upload our stuff. Like, it gets to be a whole lot. Mm-hmm. So definitely, definitely um, talk with your whole podcast crew and be like, hey, we should split up the responsibilities because you're definitely going to need that break once in a while. It's very stressful.
0: So it's a full-time job.
1: Yep. And uh, I don't have time for a full-time job. So. Right.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, and If you're in our case right now, it's a job that you don't get paid for.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't. It's insane. But it's a lot of fun and yeah. it's really rewarding once you get it. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> and I just have one last question for you. And okay. it's a big one. Are you ready?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> absinthe or pizza?
1: Um, both. I <laughs> can't, can't do both. <laughs> so uh, the story behind that uh, and the reason my silly Twitter name is currently Absinthe Pizza or something. It was licorice pizza. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so for my 30th birthday, my mom bought me a bottle of absinthe, which I still have. I have not drank it. It is insanely powerful. It was imported. It is very, very strong. Um, It whips my butt every time. (laughs) So I was drinking it and I poured myself this glass. I was ready, man. I was ready to go. I poured myself this glass and I had like two shots in it. And you drink absinthe with water. Usually you can mix it with other stuff, but it's really a matter of how many things can you mix black licorice with. (laughs) (laughs) But so I'm, I'm drinking it and we ordered all these pizzas and we're having like this big pizza party. My mom, uh, my fiance, like all our roommates and friends are over and we're playing board games and cards against humanity and stuff. And I drink a bunch of absinthe, and eat a bunch of pizza and I'm playing games with everybody. And then I burp and I was like, ew. And everyone's like, what? And I was like, licorice pizza. <laughs> and everyone's like, ew. So I changed my name to that. I don't know. It's just, it was dumb, but it was fun. So yeah, it, my, my silly, ridiculous name came from like a Gross, drunk burp.
0: I love it. <laughs> Liquor <Licorice> pizza oh, <laughs> sounds <God>. good.
1: <laughs> no, it, just,
0: it doesn't bad. sound good, <laughs> and
1: it was not.
0: <laughs> good is not the word for it. I don't know what is, but <laughs> all right, steak. <laughs> all right, uh, that about wraps everything up. Um, thank you so much for joining us and yeah
1: thanks for having me yeah <laughs> sorry about my super awkwardness no
0: you're perfect don't worry about it <laughs> we'll uh, talk to you on twitter and we will check out some more of your stuff when it gets released
1: yeah thanks absolutely super excited
0: <laughs> all right robin i'll see you.
1: all right see ya